I'm really glad you're here to do the tech stuff. I'm sorry, the, not even just the tech stuff, just like everything except the content. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm IT, that's all I'm here for. No! I feel bad <laughs> for saying that. It's fine, don't worry about it. Hey everybody, welcome back to Tremendous. Episode 2! Today we're going to be talking about houseplants. I'm Kat. And I'm Brady. Wait, I'm Kat, the local plant. Fuck, that was so good! (laughs) I'm Kat, your local plant lady. You gotta be something. I'm Brady, the IT guy. No! I hate that so much. That's okay. Houseplants are my ish. Yeah, this is like your biggest passion, is houseplants. I'd say it's what I know most about. It's about what I, I do. Not just plants, but like anything. It's like it's what you know most about. Yeah. And I spend 25% of my day either answering houseplant questions or recommending a houseplant to someone. So I'm ready. That's good. I've asked for recommendations on houseplants. I know. We're going to get into my top houseplants for beginners too, which I'm so excited about. I'm excited. Let's get going. Okay. First one, peace lily. Also known as the spathophyllum. Okay, I, I'm not going to pretend to know how to pronounce or spell that, but I think you said peace lily. Peace lily. And this is a houseplant not for cat owners. In fact, don't even bring cut lilies into your house. They can be very toxic to cats. But we're going to get into um, cat things later on. But peace lily has dark, luscious green leaves, white, beautiful bloom. And then my the reason I recommend it to people as a first-time houseplant is because when it needs to be watered, the leaves droop a little bit and you still have time to water it and they'll perk back up in an hour and the plant won't be affected. So it gives you a warning that it's time mm-hmm. to feed. That's good. I suppose all plants do that as no. they're kind of... Some plants will toast out on you in a day. Yes, but isn't no. that a sign that you should water them? No, some of oh. them don't come back. So that, that that's just generally too late. Yeah, and that's why the peace lily is... But a really good first time houseplant. That explains a lot about my history owning houseplants. <laughs> I, I yeah. tend to wait too long to water them, as you know, I know. Uh, from me talking about it, and you've now experienced uh, a couple times as well. I'm not very good at keeping houseplants alive. It's okay, we're here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to learn. Yeah. Also, one of the other things about that's cool about a peace lily is that it can actually tolerate low light. And when I say tolerate, I really mean it. Houseplants don't want to be deprived of their light needs, and it will thrive best in bright, indirect sunlight, which is really common light needs for tropical houseplants across the board. So, tolerates a little shade, but try to give it the best. But it, but it will not tolerate lack of sunlight. Yeah, and one of the number one questions I get daily from customers is, "What houseplant can I grow?" And no light. And I want to just stare at them and say, nothing. Fucking nothing. Did you miss biology? What about photosynthesis? (laughs) I've asked you that question a lot as well. Uh, Mostly because the studio we're in right now is a room that I use in my home office that has no windows and no natural light or severe lack of natural light. And I really hate not being able to put any plants in here. I know. I think lighting is an issue for a lot of houseplant owners. But that moves on to my second houseplant suggestion, which is a croton, which is the first houseplant that I've ever owned. And um, A croton? Yeah, C-R-O-T-O-N. It has a beautiful Croton. yellow 
red, orange, green leaves. Um, they're really cool because they also do a little droopy leaf thing right before they need to get watered. And I would have killed my one house plant many times if it did not droop its leaves like that. So you have one of these. I do, and it's probably three years old. This is a very beautiful plant. Yeah. And the thing about this is the better light you give it, the better variation in the leaf colors you'll have. So you, if you want to get... It, it looks like the full range of fall colors in one single plant. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is in the in actual tropics, this is grown as a shrub. Like, so it's a smaller plant? Yeah. It'll stay compact like a bush. But there's a few variations. Like you can see some of them have longer oblong leaves or some of them have a fatter leaf. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. Some of them are just speckled with yellow. They make a great colorful addition to your house. Once again, they love bright, indirect bright, sunlight. Bright, yes, sunlight. The better light, the better light. Of course. Color. No plant can survive without sunlight. Yes, the message is getting across. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> so are these safe for pets? Like, yeah. is this a pet safe option? No. No. And you'll find that actually a lot of houseplants are not pet safe. But what that means is, is if your cat nibbles on it, they get irritation in their mouth or they puke. There are some plants that have high levels of toxicity where I would never recommend mm -hmm. to put in your house, including lilies, especially the peace right, lily. Right, especially the peace but lily. But a lot of times they will just get irritation. So is peace water. lily like fatal then? I wouldn't say fatal, but if they eat enough of it, very you might need to go to the vet. dangerous. Yeah, That's any type scary. of lily. So if you get a bouquet of cut lilies, keep it away from the cats. I think I've had lilies in the apartment Probably. in the past. Probably. They're a really common cut flower, so I wouldn't Well, they're very them. pretty. I know. Well, who doesn't love lilies? I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Now, each houseplant is specific to their needs of watering, and most of the time... People tend to overwater. Give it to your plant too much love is basically Yes. It. Yeah, well, I've done that as well. And this is just going to be a generalized rule. Regular houseplant tropicals once a week. Now, what do you mean when you say tropicals? I think you and I would have very different definitions of what tropical plants are. Tropical is like green, leafy, find in the jungle. Okay. The, um, the other category to me would be desert, succulent, or cactus. And that's mainly what we carry at my nursery for okay. my job. See, when you say tropical plants, I'm, my mind immediately thinks palm trees. I know. <laughs> it's always go it always goes back to palm trees. Well, is there a more stereotypical tropical plant than a palm tree? There's a few. Think of what you would find if you were in Lost... <laughs> Just like bushy palm leaves, dark greens, vining items. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't consider any of these uh, tropical uh, just because I'm not knowledgeable on the subject. But you say think of Lost, and these definitely look like plants that you would find in the show Lost, uh, but more importantly in Hawaii where the show was filmed, which is what a place I would consider... <laughs> A tropical location. Yeah, basically anywhere Florida and below is considered tropical. But basically anything a houseplant for us in the Pacific Northwest is anything that doesn't grow outside all year round. So you can take your houseplants out in the middle of summer, but you have to bring them back in before the night temperature gets consistently below. So they 55. need the the room temperature in yeah, the winter. Yeah, they need the warmth to stay alive. Yeah, exactly. 
one of the problems in our area is the water. There's just too much water in yeah. the winter. Oh, especially just, here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it just dumps water, and they can't handle that in their winter time. But, yeah. Well, they don't handle it much better in my home. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's okay, though. It has not been okay. I'm trying to work on it. Do you know the name of the two houseplants that I bought you before? Um, oh, on the spot. An air plant? Yes. Is that one of them? Yeah. Okay. Um, the little one on the shelf there is the other one, right? Yes, that's the little Fuck, one. Fuck, I watered that today. We're going to come back to that. I don't know the name of it. Air plants? Yeah. Also known as Talensia, part of the bromeliad family. Easiest house plant to take care of ever. <laughs> you guys, I bought Brady a really cute natural shell magnet and then an air plant to go in it. And he soaked his air plant, which is one of the proper techniques for taking care of the air plant. But he soaked it in the shell, and the shell cracked, and then he threw everything away. I, I gave her fair warning that I don't know how to take care of plants. I'm not good at it. So I'm going to need very specific instructions for what to do. And what I was told was to just soak it, leave it in the sink for 10 minutes, and then magnet it back to where it was magneted before. So I removed the magnet from the fridge, and I soaked it with water, and I left it in the sink. And when I came back, the entire shell had cracked and was falling apart. And then he threw the whole thing away. The plant well, is okay. To my eye, it looked like I just killed the whole thing. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware that there was a difference between the vessel and the plant. <laughs> so, air plant. It does not live off the air. Common misconception. People will come into the nursery and be like, my air plant died. Why did it die? And I'm like, oh, well, tell me about your care routine for it. Then they're like, I did nothing. I'm like, air plants do not live off the air. They pull nutrients from the air, but they do not live off of the air. I assume they were called air plants because they hang in the air. Airplanes. Or at least the two I've had. Air plants, their habitat is naturally on the crevices of rocks and in trees and stuff like oh, okay. that. Yeah. Because the ones I have don't look like something you would pot or plant. And, like, oh. there's no soil in the little magnetic yeah. vessels that mm -hmm. you've given me. So it just looks like something that's designed to live on a wall. They are, I'm horrible at pronouncing this, epiphytes, which means that they're, it's a plant that lives on another plant, but it's not a parasitic relationship. So what other plants would an air plant live on? On a tree. On a tree. Or any other plant where there's a crevice and it can attach its roots to. Just somewhere it can like leach into in a non-parasitic way. Yeah, so it's not stealing anything from the plant that it's living on except for support. And air plants can get as big as your face. They are really beautiful and they're slow growing. That's kind of a creepy thought just if you've seen them and mm -hmm. can like picture the texture of the yeah the the leaves the best way to describe it for me is like a light gray sprout like that's the only way i can describe it but proper care for an air plant and i say this as to all my air plant owners if you have a different technique that works for you stick to it i feel like on the internet there's like oh you need to take care of this plant this way and that's the only way to do that and that's not how gardening works there are multiple techniques for multiple gardeners different strokes for different folks well my technique is your technique you're not following it very well <laughs> okay okay well 
let me say, I have not destroyed the second air plant. True. It is thriving. Yeah, so... And... Go ahead. I have never killed the plant whose name I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, proper air plant care. Bright, indirect sunlight. And oh, this is a really good point. When you're taking care of a houseplant, think of what kind of life it lives out in nature, how it naturally exists. And trying to recreate that environment is basically what you're trying to do in your home. So if that air plant is in the crevice of a tree, it's getting filtered light through the leaves and through the branches. So it wants bright, indirect light. If, it, if there's a big rainstorm, the rain comes down the tree and soaks through the tillandsia. But to recreate that in our house, it's going to be taking the air plant out of its display, soaking it in a bowl or a glass of water, fully submerged for about 10 to 20 minutes, taking it out of it. Sometimes I even recommend that people flip the air plant upside down so that the water runs out of the crevices and doesn't rot in the center. And then once it's dry, it's putting it back in your display. And that's kind of the basics. Sometimes I will, in the summer, mist in addition to the soaking. But this is, it's worked out pretty well at the store and that's how we keep our air plants alive. And then when you get to the really large air plants, you don't necessarily want to fully submerge them because they have super large crevices and then the water gets trapped in there and they rot out. So the one we have isn't considered no. a super large one. Mm-mm. Yours is a cute little yellow Ionthia, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Don't and look at me. I know. <laughs> and then we might be able to make it bloom. It's part of the bromeliad family and brom- bromeliads have bright pink and bright purple little tiny petally blooms uh air plants produce the same type of bloom so right now all the what are, are they considered leaves or fronds mm-hmm. fronds okay so they're kind of a palish green yeah um so when they bloom, if we can get them to bloom, you're saying they could be purple? Yeah, it's very pretty. That would be pretty. We we should strive towards that. Yeah. Usually people ask for an air plant fertilizer to get it bloom to get it to bloom. It's good to fertilize, but proper care is number one. So that means correct amount of water, correct amount of sunlight. Don't put it in your car and sit it on your dashboard because it's gonna toast out. People have done that. <laughs> I can I see why people I would know. do that. It would be very cute. Yes, I can also understand, though, that it's a very poor idea. Yeah, but air plants, they're easy, and they're pretty, and they're a cute gift. They're it. They're all those things, I can confirm. Talanzias. Love those Talanzias. Right. Okay, the name what do we, of... What do we got next? Well, Talk the, to me. The name of the plant, the other plant that you own, is called a snake plant. A snake plant. See, that sounds like a cool plant. Uh, botanical name Sansevieria. Other common name mother-in-law's tongue. Do you believe that bullshit? That that does Do not sound like a very cool plant. Yeah, I just I think that's so funny. That's called a snake plant, but also a mother-in-law's tongue. Okay, so I am uh, discovering that I have what is considered a very very tiny snake plant. The variety that you have stays low and compact like that, but there are other varieties that are really fat leaved. Mm-hmm. Some um, there's one called Whale's Tail, and I'm telling you, if you see Whale's Tail out in a nursery, you should buy it because it's hard to come by. It's very popular. I like mine better than the Whale's Tail. Yeah, but this one's also a good one because it requires less watering. So ignore your watering schedule that you keep now. It's good. But generally for a snake plant, you're going to water every um, 7 to 10 days. 
Yeah, it's about how often I water yeah. it. I try, I try to stick to, like, every Sunday, so once every seven days. Yeah. Well, yours is in a very small container. It's in what I would call a two-inch pot. Yeah. And when there's not a lot of soil, it dries out fast. Mm-hmm. So that kind of conflicts with the watering schedule. Oh, just a side fucking note. You will see on the internet, oh, water this every blank-to-blank days. There's so many variables to when you that affects when you should water. So, like, if your plant is next to the heater, the soil dries out faster, you need to water it more. If your plant is getting a lot of sunlight, the soil dries out faster, and then you need to water it more. Um, if, you, if your plant is really root-bound, so there's a lot of roots in the pot, but not a lot of soil, it dries out faster because the soil is what holds the moisture there. But if there's no, not a lot of soil there, you're going to have to water it more. There's a lot of variables to figuring out a watering schedule for you. Is it easy to notice visually when you need to water the plant? Visually, yes, kind of. So I stray away from just saying, look at the top layer, see mm-hmm. if it's dry. What the best thing for you to do is to get a moisture meter and stick it into the bottom pot. If you don't want to buy something, get a pencil. Shimmy that pencil into the bottom layer of roots pull it out if the soil at the bottom layer roots is dry and has left the pencil dry go ahead and water it if the soil at the bottom roots is still wet i would hold back on watering because just because that top layer is dry doesn't mean that bottom layer of roots is ready so it's not enough to just look or even just feel the top layer not quite not until you get really in tune with the plants that you own explains a lot getting to you <laughs> yeah i feel personally attacked right now right but it's good yeah I <laughs> i've personally you. attacked some of these plants i've come into contact with yeah so. so snake plant also can tolerate low light and i say tolerate by i'm saying you can get by with it but it will thrive best in bright and direct sunlight it, the one we have gets a decent amount of light mm-hmm. where it's located right now yeah and it seems to be thriving. Every yeah. every few weeks, I notice a new, a new leaf has sprouted. I know. Does that make you happy? Yeah. Does that make you feel? Uh, better than in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to be able to take care of something other than yourself. That hit me hard. Aww. It it does feel good. I do notice that some of the leaves are cracked though. Is is that... there anything I can do to avoid that or help it not crack? Um, to avoid it, don't let it get damaged. Um, sometimes when, you know, if your plant gets knocked down by a cat or if it gets smushed by something, your leaf's not going to come back from being damaged. It probably won't die from being cracked like that, but it's not going to come back and that's just kind of something you have to accept. So I just have to wait until enough new ones sprout yeah. to kind of take mm-hmm. over. A lot of times, um, through the, like, the life cycle of plants, when a plant puts up a new shoot like in the center or whatever... Eventually, those bottom leaves will die off so that it can focus on and the new just, growth. Yeah. They'll just fall aside and can yeah. be removed. You can also just prune it back. I mean, a little light pruning does not hurt your houseplant. I don't trust myself to prune. I'll take care of it. <laughs> My little buddy snake plant and I got a long journey to go on together. I have a beef with you right now. Oh, no. You fucking went to save on today without me. You went through the plant section and picked out houseplants. Okay. I'm I, so jealous. I, I went to the grocery store to get groceries. And, and what do we do every time we go together? Every time we go to the grocery store together, we walk in the door and immediately turn to the left and go through the little plant section so that Catherine can see all the cute little new plants they have on display. 
I also I like doing it to compare prices to have an understanding of the market of housewives. Oh, businesswoman. Oh, I know. Always looking out. <laughs> so yes, I went to the grocery store today, and I had it in my head that it might be a nice surprise to pick out. I want to say something simple, uh, but what happened was not something simple. But just like a nice little, ideally succulent style plant that I could put on the desk here in the studio that we could be looking at as we are now while recording, but that I could also see while I'm trying to work and bring a smile to my face. (laughs) Well, this is when I say that you're my best friend because I picked you out a succulent today to bring home to you. Just for your desk! For all the people at home, I've had a surprise in my bag this whole time, and I brought Brady home what is called a pork and beans succulent. The cutest thing ever. This is the cutest thing ever. I just think it cracks me up that we think the same way, even when we're not talking to each other about something. It's chemistry. It is. We're on oh the same God. wavelength. The person who said we had chemistry, I'm like, hell yeah, we do! Shout out to Brad, by the way. Thank you for that. I appreciate your, your noticing that. Yeah, I just brought Brady home. A so, succulent called Pork and Beans. How fucking cute is that? Is that the actual plant name, or is that just a cute nickname for the plant? No, that's its common name. And it's a succulent? It's actually considered a sedum, but it has... I would, you know what the, um, the leaves remind me of, like, the shape of a pill? Yeah. And then it's attached to a stem. And they're, like, super juicy and, like, compact looking. It looks very juicy. It also doesn't look real. I know. It looks... Plastic. It looks very plastic, but it's in a a pot of soil. It's very real. I would not bring you a fake plant. I have faith in it. Yes, I know. You you have moral objections to fake plants. (laughs) No, you can do it. It's... I believe in you. Also, one thing I learned is that... Light variations can cause different variations in the colors of your plants. So just like the croton, the better light you give the succulent, the more red tips it will have. So right now it's mostly green with a little bit of red tinge, but if you get that shit in bright light, it's going to turn very red. Now by bright light, you very specifically mean bright sunlight. Yes. Which this room does not have. Yes, it's going to be moved out to the porch. The balcony. Yes, that's what I mean. But you did say it could go on my desk. Temporarily, because I wanted to thrive. But would it survive long term on the no, desk? No, and I'll tell you what will happen to it. Okay. Your plant's not gonna be happy. Um, some of the things that I've learned is that you can tell when a succulent is not getting enough light by the way it's reacting. It's usually succulents they can stay compact where if they're getting proper light, but if they're not, they will grow and extend themselves to reach, and they will get very lanky. Another clue that your succulent's not getting enough light is that it's very light green. The better light you'll get, the more true darker green colors you will find, and also some of the color variations that it has in in itself as a plant, some of the properties of it. So we had a euphorbia cactus that is like, it's called a pencil cactus, so it looks like pencils. It's, you know, light green, whatever. We put it outside in the summer, hot pink by the end of the summer. Because it was getting bright light. I mean, this does look very dark green as it is. This is is good. This has been outside, actually. And most of uh, the little succulent pills have red tips. Yeah. So it's already got that variation going. And then there's a couple pure red uh, pills. Yeah. It's all about light conditions for your succulent. Also, another killer, common killer of succulents is overwatering. 
I've heard that one, and I'm probably guilty of it. Yeah. But I'm also guilty of underwatering succulents. Mm -hmm. I like to say every 7 to 14 days for watering. Um, And when you water, don't just give it a little drink. You want to water it thoroughly, so you want to make sure to water it till the water comes out of the pot so that you know that all the roots have been touched. So you want to give it a nice bath. Yeah. So, so what's the secret to not killing a succulent? Because most people, myself included, assume that succulents are the easiest to care for plants that you could bring home. And most people assume that they just don't need water or sunlight. And I think that's probably that's why it. You've got it. most Nail end up dying. Yeah. Good lights, proper watering. Don't, don't plant in potting soils that are too heavy. You can plant your uh, succulent in um, a cactus mix. It will do just fine. It will like that. Plant your cactus in a cactus mix. For me, since I am lazy and I only like to buy one bat type of potting soil for both my tropicals and my succulents, I make sure that the soil that I'm using is really well draining so that it can adapt for the succulents. I wouldn't worry about fertilizing too heavily on succulents. I don't think that it's necessary. It seems pretty straightforward. And I mean, it, I mean, it's also it just seems obvious. Like yeah, give it sun, give it water, don't drown it, don't starve it. I think succulents are just—they're very popular because they look cool. They they're, have the desert vibe to them. They're very hipster. Yeah, I would say. I fucking love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're both. Yeah. Pretty hipstery Pacific Northwesterners. Yeah. Well, like. There are, like, medicinal succulents, aloe vera. You can use that for sunburns. You can make a face mask out of the juice. Some people even eat aloe vera. I heard that it can be part of a treatment program for people who have throat cancer as, like, a healing thing for them, like a natural healant for that. So don't don't dodge succulents. I expected to learn a lot through this podcast. I did not expect to learn that aloe vera is a succulent. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like my mind has just been blown. You know, think of the shit that goes grows in the desert. Stuff you'll find landscaped in California. Things that don't necessarily get a lot of water. Right. Perfect houseplants. And to be honest, 75% of the houseplants that I own are succulents because of the water factor. If I'm being honest, I am a houseplant killer, but that's not because I don't know how to take care of them. That's because I water plants all day and then I come home and I don't want to water another plant. And so that's my bad habit. But I do own lots of cactus, lots of succulents, and some tropicals. But Well, now I own a snake plant. Oh, good. An air plant. Yeah. A succulent. <laughs> and this thing that I got at the grocery store today that I'm not quite sure what it is. It's a succulent arrangement. It, it looks like at least two different succulents with something else at the back. There's a, there are two types of echeveria in there. And Echeveria is kind of just a broad family in the succulent family. It has the kind of the rosette look. So what can I do to not kill this beautiful arrangement? First of all, get it in some better light. Get it We've in, got that covered. Get it in any light whatsoever because it does not have any right now. Consistent watering. And eventually I would repot all of those. They are quite large. Repot them into their own pots? Yeah, to their own okay. pots, to their bigger pots. And there's one in there that is really large that could actually benefit from some pruning you can see that some are falling down on the side and you don't need it doesn't need that many stems so it could benefit from that it looks nice with that many stems you actually these two might bloom for you which is really exciting succulents have they usually send up a very long shoot that has a little blossom at the end that's very cute 
I'm dedicated to taking care of these. Me too. And getting them to bloom. I'm also very excited at the prospect of them turning purple. I don't know if they're going to turn purple. <laughs> but if they get into enough sunlight. Yeah, you might have a variation. I would probably say on these two, you can see that it can be a little darker on the tips. So, you know, I have actually, I actually have a thought of a solution. Um, people who don't have proper lighting in their house, say you live in a basement somewhere. I mean, that's just the conditions sometimes that you live in. If you want to be committed to having houseplants, buy a grow light. You can either find them at your local nursery or you can buy them online. And this is a thing that you're going to have to turn on and off every day because they need that natural light cycle of sunshine in the day, darkness at night. So you can't just leave the grow light on all the no. time. No. You need, you need to have a cycle. And that I'm makes sure, sense. I'm sure there's some that have timers. But, I mean, that's how you some uh, that's how some people get really cool variations in their leaves is having those really intense lights. They're not getting leaf burn because it's not the direct sun, but they're also getting consistent lighting. And that could be a solution for people who don't have proper lighting in their house. Is there a proximity for a grow light? Like if if the plant is, say, desk level, could the grow light be like a tall yes. six-foot lamp? So it doesn't have to be directly over top of no. the plant. Correct. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Much more aesthetically pleasing as well. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes you can just buy the light bulb and then go 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 to Goodwill or Valley Village and get like a regular just old desk lamp any and light screw fixture. it in there. Yeah, you can make it work if you want it. <laughs> what about a ceiling light? I don't like it. No. No. Ceiling light is no good. It's a non-starter. I'm worried that that ceiling it has a cover on it, and I'm wondering if that would stop like the proper rays from getting through. So. Well, the cover is removable. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I do have. Hue light bulbs in there right now, so I can change the color. Oh yeah, I, I could about that. easily put a grow light in there. Right. If it would be at all effective. Mhm. I just I want plants. Even though I kill them, I don't want it. I don't want to be a plant murderer. I'm trying to change. You, you already are. I'm just. I already am a plant murderer, or I already am changing. <laughs> this is really bad. I have a confession to make. One time this customer gave me a plant that was on its way out. I took it in for some stupid reason. Well, okay, I know why I took it in. I didn't know what the plant was. It wasn't a common one, and I wanted to identify it, which I did do. But then I didn't want it, so I left it outside on a cold night, and it toasted it, and then I had the free pot. (laughs) Did the customer bring it to you to save it? They didn't want it anymore. Okay. It was straggly. like It was like a twig with a leaf. So they didn't show up the next day. No, they're not like, how's my like, plant? You're like, don't know what happened. It just stopped breathing. Yeah, but customers giving me their plants is one of the reasons why I have some really cool houseplant pieces. It's just people don't want to take care of this thing yeah, anymore. Yeah, I have probably a nine, probably a ten foot rubber tree right now. And I actually had to cut it down to get it into my house. I went all the way to uh, Lummi Island because that's where she lived at. And she said, do you want this large tree for free? And I said, yes, I do. The leaves are probably the size of your face, which is really, they're really beautiful, burgundy, dark red, dark green leaves. Pretty big leaves. I got a yeah. big face. <laughs> yes, right? So then I put, I literally, I put the big pot in my passenger side seat like fed it through my back seat and then out the window because it was that long to get it home and I put a plastic bag over the tip of it while I drove home 
That's dedication. But you made it home. Yeah, I made it home, and, and then I had to chop it because it wouldn't fit into my house. So where's the tree now? Well, it the, the tip was chopped off, and it has moved into my living room, that where the highest ceilings are. I feel like I've definitely seen that tree in your living room, and I can't picture it in my head right now. It's okay. I'll show you a okay. later. But um, it's one of the interesting things is that's how I learned about, like, some pruning techniques. So I chopped the tip of it off, which is the growing tip. The two lower leaves from where, below where I chopped it had fallen off. But then out of those two spots where the leaves meet the tree had sprouted two branches. So I chopped it off and it bushed out from where I chopped it. So that could be a pruning technique to apply to something if you wanted a more bushier thing or if you wanted to grow a certain way. I have some hot houseplant tips. Let's hear them. Okay. I'm excited. I want to fire them off, but I also want to go into detail. You know, this, this, this needs a jingle. Do, 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 top house plant tips from cat. Do, do. <laughs> Alright, hot house plant tip number one. Be consistent with your watering. That's the number one thing you can do is water thoroughly and on time. Makes sense. Yeah, so a, a big problem is you miss a watering and so the plant's underwatered. But then you think, oh, I'm going to heavily water it now and then I'm going to hit it again in an hour. You've just overwatered your plant. It's now shocked because the soil is full of too much moisture. You would think like this would be common sense, but we just think, oh, we've undercompensated for our watering, so we're going to overcompensate. And it just shocks the plant and causes the tips of the leaves to go brown. And that's usually people come in, they're like, what's the matter with this? I'm like, it's a watering inconsistency or the air's too dry. Watering inconsistency sounds very official. Yeah, that's your problem. Hothouse plant tip number two. Using good potting soil. It can make or break a plant. The soil that I use is also used for hanging baskets. Well, in our store, it's also used for hanging baskets and containers. And it's I, this is really frustrating for me because I know that people can't really buy the soil anywhere else. The specific brand is called OBC. But the characteristics of the soil is that it's aerated, it has perlite in it, and it's also well draining and it has a little bit of starter fertilizer in it. And it's kind of just the perfect potting soil for houseplants to thrive in it. When you repot a houseplant, you only want to go an inch bigger. And the reasoning is that if you go too big, all of that fresh new soil... Is this tip number three? No. This is t tip 2.B. <laughs> Okay, continue. I'll cut all that out. No, you're good. Leave it in. No. I was just like, oh, did she start a new tip? I didn't do my intro. Anyway, we'll, we'll cut this out and just yeah. flawlessly through the tip. So you repot your plant into something that's too big. So much fresh soil, it holds on to moisture longer. But you keep the same watering routine once a week on the dot. That soil is holding on to so much water that it causes the roots to rot out because they can't breathe. And that causes the plant to die from so the roots. So one inch. One inch is a good method. And you'll find that in the nursery, you'll find most pottery goes from four inch to six inch to eight inch to ten inch. And that's kind of just the way to go. You want to give it enough room for the roots to grow and for the foliage to come out after that. But not too much that the water isn't staying in the pot. Let it excel in its new vessel mm -hmm. before it graduates to the next vessel. Yes. Okay. Hot house plant tip number three. 
if you find that your plant is stretching, so you notice that it's leaning towards one way, you need to think about weakly rotating it because this, the light source is coming from one direction, so it's leaning towards it so that it can photosynthesize the most. So that can be solved by just rotating it periodically. That's that another... Yeah, that one's easy. Easy, obvious tip. It's Something obvious, I, but it's not. I've suffered from that mistake Yeah. in the past. And a lot of times the houseplants that you buy in a nursery have been living in a greenhouse for months on months in. So it's getting that ideal light scenario and someone's properly watering it. And that's why it looks perfect. It's full on all sides, but then you bring it to your house, you only get light on one side. A little inconsistent with the watering, and that's why it doesn't look the best. But, you know, rotating will help with stretching. Hot house plant tip number four. Do not plant into pots that do not have holes. It doesn't drain. That water gets trapped in there. Root rot. I know, okay, for all you cute girls out there, I know the cutest pots don't have holes in them. My solution, take keep the plant in the nursery pot and set it in the cute pot. See, I, I had a indoor palm tree at one point, and I got a cute pot to go with it. <laughs> and I didn't like the way the, the whole pot it came with looked inside the cute pot, so I threw out the one with the holes. And I put it directly into the cute pot. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know it, the thing died. Yeah. Hot houseplant tip number five. Is it really five? I can't remember. Yeah, it's five. <laughs> um, think long term when you're buying plants. Yes, you go into the nursery and you see the most beautiful blooming plant. Nothing blooms forever. You have think about, you're going to eventually have to cut off the flower stems or the stalks or whatever. And ask yourself, do you like the foliage? Because the reality is probably somewhere between 50 to 75% of the time, it's just going to be foliage. And then you look going for a certain aesthetic, you got to think about that. That's all I got for my hot houseplant tips. And this was Kat's Hot Houseplant Tips. Yay! Those last two were very quick and easy. Yeah. I'm trying you just to kind of breeze through them. Trying to shorten it up. I have a question for you. All right. Did you look at the links I sent you? I did very briefly. <laughs> very briefly. I looked at them today after realizing I had been sick all week and not able to do anything. Mm -hmm. And then very busy with work when I made it back to work for the one day I was in the office this week. So I looked at them today. I just want to reference them right now. Because I think the titles of these articles are so funny. So I sent Brady some links. I titled the email, linkity link. <laughs> <laughs> and this this article is by the Washington Post. It says, Millennials are filling their homes and the voids in their hearts with houseplants. What do you think about that? I don't know about the voids in their hearts, but yeah, I can see Millennials filling their houses with houseplants. I feel like there is a wave of like attention being brought back to houseplants. Yeah. Like, like your grandma used to have like 20 spider plants, and now, now the granddaughter has 20 spider plants. <laughs> I just... I also just hate when people pick on millennials on articles. I think it's so stupid. Breaking news, people like plants. Right? Yeah, I know. I, I love it. We've been seeing, like... Well, there there's two articles, and I'm not sure if it was this one, but one of them specifically mentioned Instagram culture. Yeah. Ex oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm not going to lie. I picked this plant out on the desk mm -hmm. for its possibilities of being good Instagram material. Yeah. 
Well, I've talked about it before, but starting with Instagram is a great place to learn about them. There are tons of Instagram accounts that go over care, talk about cool varieties, and I actually have three Instagrammers that I would like to reference in here. One of them's called Plant Queen, with a K for queen. Nice. Nice content, beautiful photos. K-W-E-E-N? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, loving it. <laughs> <laughs> another one, another account that I love to follow is called Jamie's Jungle. And what he has done that is really cool, just first of all, his apartment is apartment like goals. Like it's so beautiful, covered in plants. But he has trained a vine up his wall. So it just looks like you're in the jungle. It's very cool. That's cool. My dad used to have vines up through his house, all through the oh living my room, God. all up the walls, and then yeah. across the roofs, and then crisscrossing yeah. the roof as well. It was amazing. I loved it. That sounds amazing. I wish I would have saw it. Um, the last one, his name is Hilton Carter, and he's who the Washington Post article was actually written about, is this guy who's just prolific in houseplant care, and it's really beautiful Instagram. I mean, plants are, like, aesthetic goals. <laughs> they are, you're not wrong. I feel like without these two cats, I could be making headway into the Instagram houseplant scene. Another way to get involved, if you feel like, man, you know what, after listening to this podcast, I need houseplants. Uh, visit your local nurseries and then peruse Craigslist. You'd be surprised how many people want to give away their houseplants if they're moving. They don't necessarily want to sell them, but you'd be surprised what you can find on Craigslist. Used houseplants. Yeah, used houseplants. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't realize that that would be a market. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would be somebody who had a houseplant and didn't want to take care of it anymore, but didn't want to just throw it out. Yeah. And selling it or just even donating it mm-hmm. would be much better than throwing it off the balcony. Did you know that NASA did a study on houseplants? Did they do a study in space? It was for the benefit of space travel. They wanted to see what houseplants purify the air the best. And what do they come up with? Peace lily, um, aloe vera, and a spider plant. That's all I can reference from the study right at this moment, but it's on in the internet. Well, at least one of those is toxic toxic to cats so so aloe vera aloe vera that's that's the one we'll get yes for all you pet lovers out there i think your best resource to find out if which plants are safe is to visit the aspca website they have a whole list of what you can reference for common house plants and whether or not it is toxic or not for your animals and then my last online resource houseplant 411 literally my lifesaver at work (laughs) So Houseplant 411 is the go-to for all the... Yeah, they go into great detail. Everything you want to know. Watering, toxicity, light. Good to know. Well, again, you're my resource for that. I know. <laughs> that's all I got this week. That's it? Yeah. I'd say that's it. It's, this has been a longer than average episode. <laughs> well, the two episodes that we have, yes, this is the this longer is one. by far our longest episode. We're doing great. Progress. Thanks for listening, guys. Tweet us your houseplant photos to at TremendousFM on Twitter. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Hopefully.